0: Welcome to the 29th episode of the Filthy Netdecker's podcast, the only podcast that features a classically trained chef and a truck-driving bread salesman talking about magic. I'm your host of this train wreck, Nate, and I'm here with the man who puts the yeet in yeast, Tony, just throws that bread around.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> My favorite part is Onique not being able to not laugh in the background. <laughs>
1: People love my jokes, and you made me write this intro in all the show notes with an hour less time than I normally get to write them, so you can't expect gold when I'm under this much pressure.
0: Maybe if you didn't go to sleep before the sun goes down, you'd see that I needed to finish the podcast early this week.
1: Yeah, well, anyway, you guys start talking about things at 10 o'clock at night. I can't stay up that late, I'm old. <coughs> uh, we got a fantastic episode for you today. We've got our FND 101, where we will be talking about the tournament we have set up for later this month. Uh... We also have a special guest lined up for that spot. That's going to be fun. Uh, First guest of the show. Yeah, right? Sweet. Uh, then we got some beginner tips. A uh, quick section to help newer players. We'll move on to alchemy and what we think of that. Hopefully you think good things. I don't know. I know what you think in a minute. Um, and then we'll go on to deck lists, which for me at least will be a little bit different than normal. Uh, so expect great things from this podcast as always.
0: You mean you didn't just go onto the
1: Magic site and grab a deck list, Tony? Oh, I actually did that, and I'm... Then scared. how is it any
0: different than every other week? <laughs> because
1: I'm not going to talk about that deck. <laughs> that deck oh, okay. looked absolutely terrible, and I just wanted to see how Most of the decks you pull off that site are absolutely terrible. I went two out of three. I won two out of three games in the unranked queue with that deck. Exactly Surprisingly, my point. But yeah, I, did, I wouldn't bring that deck to ranked.
0: Okay, for... FND 101 this week, we want to talk about a tournament that was set up f- for us by a person we talk about a lot on this
1: podcast,
2: Onik, Welcome, Onik. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah,
1: doing great so far.
2: Thank you for waking up nice and early for us. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's 5 a.m. right now on the Pacific because I'm in Los Angeles, but yeah, I'm, it's good to be here.
1: Sweet. Um, so everyone knows a lot about us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how we know you?
2: I don't feel like it's anything really special about me. I've been playing Magic on and off for... um, Pretty much since Portal and Tempest. So, like, 25... Was it 98? Yeah, 1998. Um, Really since... A bunch of
0: Magic boomers here, huh? Yeah,
2: paper boomers. Since um, Arena came out, I just pretty much... When Arena came out, I was inactive uh, playing Magic at the time. uh, So I just got back into it. And then Arena just... I got hooked on it so i just pretty much went all in on it a couple friends just had a group and i joined it and then they just started running tournaments casually but the tournaments that they were doing were just so messy (laughs) (laughs) didn't really have any kind of structure the rules didn't really make any sense and i was like um if you don't mind me suggesting something i think we should do this and that oh that's a great idea i'm like oh okay and then like a, the, like next tournament, he's like, oh, what are the ideas you have? And I just kind of kept suggesting things until like, they just said, oh, you want to run it? And I'm like, okay, sure. I guess and it was a group of like 10, 12 guys and it was fun to run it. And I guess the things that i said made sense. So we actually got up to like 24 people. And then I just kind of kept going with it. I just kind of make making more tournaments and I enjoyed doing it. And it got bigger and bigger. The, the events, not bigger, but events I started, I wanted to do, just got more in depth. But I was kind of getting a bit frustrated. Not that because it's the same people, but because the, the the same people started dropping, and I started noticing patterns, and I just wanted to take it to the next level as much as I could. So really, I started expanding, finding finding new people to to play Magic with, pretty much. So I started posting tournaments in public groups and whatnot, and then I had a a brawl tournament with 67 people. I had a historic tournament with 80, and the current one wow. now I have a standard one with 160. So that I just kept impressive. going. fun. Yeah, that's the one I got going on now, and I got a couple more coming up in the future too.
1: So you're saying we could have 160 people playing up against us in a few days?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> drink your Red Bull. Don't don't sleep. Just just grind. <laughs>
1: that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That, that is quite impressive to get that many people together
2: yeah it 60 it, when I did the 80 it felt manageable it didn't feel like I was over stressing myself because in my mind it it, it all makes sense like I, I see exactly how it's supposed to go so I'm like, you know what let me double this let me do one eight, one one eight, one sixty, 160 and I think I think I could do maybe 200 and, and push <laughs> it a little further but i I don't wanna that's a lot of juggling yeah i I don't want to get crazy with it too crazy.
1: Have you ever thought about using like MTG Melee or Aether Hub or anything like that to run these tournaments?
2: I did Aether Hub a little bit, and then someone mentioned MTG, uh, yeah, MTG Melee, and I actually had a chat with uh, Brad Nelson for a little bit, um, like a year ago. At the time, the only way I could really set myself up was if, if I was like a WPN, like with, with a game, with a LGS, or if one other condition that I that I couldn't meet. Plus the tournaments that I do typically are very uh, on a very flexible schedule and mtg melee doesn't really accommodate for that it's not like okay here's round one play whenever Mm -hmm. so the only real option that i had to myself was just do it on my entire my entirely my own schedule my own way of doing it so i just did it all manually
1: yeah that just sounds awfully difficult to run yeah Time, time intensive for sure
2: yeah, it is, especially on on like day one of the tournament, where like literally I have you have like eighty active matches, and people are just DMing you. Here's a result. Here's a result. Here's a result. And like half of them miss. Like, okay, what group name are you in? Who's your opponent? Like, if someone's just because someone's just say I won,
1: <laughs>
2: fantastic. What does that mean to me? I don't know. Who are you? Who's your opponent? Because I forget you quickly. I'm like I don't even realize if you're if you're in my tournament or not. Yep.
1: <laughs> Yep, exactly.
2: But it's yeah, been that, fun. That was it absolutely me. But it was the first time I'd done one of these tournaments, so. Oh, it's, it was several. I I told, I remember at this point, I told the same person like four times, like, I need the group name, please. I need the group name, please. Mm-hmm. Like, just help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to lot. hunt
0: down your name and then go find all of my groups and then figure out where you are. Yeah, way too much work. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done like four-year tournaments now, so. I've always enjoyed them.
2: How many have you won?
1: I uh, j- Just one, I think. Maybe two.
2: Yeah, I... You won a group.
1: Yeah, I won a group, and then I won the... I think I won the Historic Brawl.
2: Not the Brawl, because that was uh, Elves. That was hmm. um, Tassi Unger.
1: Okay. Then the one before that was a Historic one?
2: I, th- I think you did Historic. She won the one
1: after me, so... Because then we were in the same pod the, the uh, tournament afterward.
2: Yeah, I'll give you one and a half trophies. How about all that? Right. So I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. One and, a half, one and a half out of four is, is is a good record. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll take it for sure. I'm, I'm happy that's with It's
2: better that. than my zero out of one. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> all right, so let's go over some of the details about our tournament that's coming up. First of all, it's going to be called uh, Beat the Filthy Netdeckers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. December 19th at noon Eastern. Um, it's going to be $4 for non-patrons of our show. Um, all that money is going to go to Onique. So for running this, he definitely deserves that kind of money. And if you're a patron of ours, it's free. Absolutely free. doesn't cost a single penny for you. And uh, I think this is a great time to talk about our Patreon, actually, Nate. <laughs> oh, I found a way to throw in a Patreon pitch. Yeah, big <laughs> surprise there. Any Anytime I can. Our Patreon's awesome. It's the best way to help support us and keep this podcast going and growing. Uh, you can find out all the info about it on patreon.com slash filthy netdeckers. Um, there's so many great reasons to join. Yeah, like You get access to our Discord. Uh, we have deck lists there. We have behind-the-scenes goodies. Like We t- t- talk to each other in the chat like probably every day. And if you, it is there, the
0: way we communicate to each other about the podcast. So if you want a little bit of like behind the scenes info, that's, this is how we talk to each other is in our discord.
1: Yep. Yep. For sure. And if you want to join as part of that conversation, uh, there's, there's places for you to join too and talk, uh, say so you have a deck list and you want to share it with us. That's the best place to do it. And a hundred percent, we will see it. <laughs> Unlike if you send it, maybe the other places where it might get lost in the shuffle of all the messages we get each week.
0: Yeah, all of the Twitter messages I got last week, Tony. All the tweets. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, you, so many tweets
1: last week, Tony. I know. I Hey, I got like six or seven a Yeah, day. It was still zero. It was obviously still <laughs> zero. Uh, you get free access to all the tournaments that we host, too, uh, which is going to be fun. Um, and this is the first one of hopefully many, um, as long as we can get people to sign up and have a good time. I mean, we're giving you free packs if you can beat us. Which, to be fair, you probably won't. Um, you know, oh, well, you might be able to beat Nate. He's he's only average. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have that many trophies on his uh, resume.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a zero
2: winner. <laughs> 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 so, uh, O'Neik,
1: real quick, what's your rank
0: on our arena?
2: Uh, I am negative bronze. I'm okay. All right. Probably I- like copper or wood or whatever rubber whatever's below that like uh, I, Nate, I, I,
1: what's your ranking right now oh oh, i'm diamond
0: oh are you no i'm not i'm I still platinum yet. Oh, <laughs> i'm still platinum i'm platinum too because
1: i know i'm diamond yeah, but you know yeah.
0: i'm platinum <laughs> too now yeah
1: <clears throat> halfway up. there and then in, in these tournaments if you are a patron uh we will be filming it live or Filming it, yeah. Who uses film anymore? Uh, <laughs> there you go, paper boomer. Yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be all live on the Discord, so you can either watch us play and um, get some insight into what we're playing, or you can watch us just play. You know, you you know you can join us on the Discord and talk and actually yeah, no, we probably with
0: us. you probably won't be able to watch the match you're playing, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, Don't
0: yeah. want you to see my screen while you're playing against me. Tony might let you, though. And then wonder why he loses every
2: game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to do that.
2: <laughs> you're going to use some mana on tap to bluff, and he can just cut, like, la- base of lands in your hand. Tony, I can uh, see that you have lands.
1: How? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can take full control off now. I, I got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, anyway... Patreon.com slash Um It's a great place to be. And um, hope to see you there. And plus, we'll show shout you out, too, on the show. And you'll get access to our pre-show,
0: which we've been recording for the past two weeks and putting up. Yep. So we now have, you will have two different
1: extra shows to listen to. That's true. You want to hear the trash truck and the
2: recycling truck again? <laughs> a whole other hour of filthiness. <laughs> uh, it, it is extra filthy, by the way. Un- unwashed content. <laughs> unedited yeah good
1: stuff
0: it is i like it
2: yeah for the for the tournaments I, i i do already have plans on running a couple more for maybe other formats in the future so yeah if you guys are patreon you're gonna have first priority in case there's a line you guys are gonna be in front of the line first thing so that's gonna be an extra perk as well and like I said, I want to keep doing more of these, so you can just literally stay subscribed and guarantee a spot in the next one for, for January, for February, and, and just ongoing. So yeah, the benefits are definitely there.
1: Sweet. Sounds good.
2: And uh, what format are we doing this one, Tony?
1: Um, I'm best in Historic, so I'd like to do Historic. What about you? Um,
0: I'm probably good with Historic. I think probably Standard will be a dead format by the time we go and do this. Standard will probably be a dead format by the time everyone actually hears this podcast. Um yeah, well, and so, <laughs> so,
1: Let's save all that for <laughs> And about so five uh we
0: probably now. won't be doing historic. I don't know if anyone of us likes the new format yet, so right now it's gonna be historic and it'll probably stay historic for this tournament, I think.
1: Sounds good to me. All right, we get some beginner tips this week too. Okay, what do you got for us for beginner tips, Tony? Okay, so this story kind of goes to um, uh, the commander at Monday nights at my local game store that I work at. Um, the previous week, we had uh, two Chaos Red decks, and they were both going crazy. Like, I don't know, every time you cast an artifact, you search your library for a different artifact and put it into play. And every time you cast a creature, and then your opponent could steal that creature if they wanted. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Gotta love Commander games. Yes.
1: And um, one of the newer players there, uh, Luke, hated it. He did not have a good time. The following week, which was this rec- this past Monday, the first thing he did when he started playing was beat the guy who played the mono-red deck the week before. <laughs> <laughs> like, every turn, full attacks in right there. He's like, yeah, I know you're not the threat, but you beat me last week, so I don't care. <laughs> And then he ended up losing, Yeah, Luke ended up losing that match, but only because he was attacking um, uh, Matt Proctor, who was on the Chaos deck the
0: week before. Oh, oh, leave it to Matt Proctor. Okay. That makes so much more sense.
1: (laughs) And so I just want to, like, one great beginner tip is, you know, don't let what happened in a previous game affect what happens in the next game. Do you guys have any stories to go with that? Or just...
0: I've had something very similar happen to me recently. I was playing a... You know, it was a multiplayer game. It wasn't Commander, but we, it was multiplayer. And I played on my first turn, I played Barbarian Class. My second turn, I put Barbarian Class up to level two. My third turn, put Barbarian Class up to level three. And then my uh, one of my two opponents just disenchanted it. <laughs> After I spent the first three turns just getting ready with my Barbarian Class. And I just looked at him, I said, you're dead. You're going to lose this game. I'm not going to win this game, but you're not going to win this game either. And I spent the rest of that game making sure he didn't win it. But the next game is certainly, it was, all bets are off. We're back to, you know, square one. Mm-hmm. The only time you should really let the previous game affect what happens in the next game is in an un-game where you have the cards that do that.
1: Yeah. Um. Going, going <laughs> Tony's on, like, I don't care about unsets. Yeah, I'm just going to... Go to the next subject. <laughs> um, in, a, in a 1v1 matchup, um, another thing that will happen is you'll you'll make a good play in game one, and it doesn't work out for whatever reason. Like you killed a, a, a threat, but then they played another threat that was even more important that maybe you should have saved it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: at the time, with the information you had, it was the correct play. So in the next game, you have that same mentality. I better hold this removal spell in case they get an even bigger threat. And Mm -hmm. then you lose to the first threat. Because it was the correct play before. And this is another thing where, you know, what happened in the previous game shouldn't affect this game that you're in. It's a good point. What is alchemy?
0: So, apparently last week, after the podcast, because it always happens when we're all done recording the podcast that this stuff is announced... They announced a whole new Magic the Gathering format on Arena called Alchemy. What Alchemy is, is we're going to throw air quotes up here and called it Fixed Standard? I
1: prefer I prefer Standard <laughs> 2.0. Standard
0: 2.0. Yeah, all right, I like that. 2.0. Yeah. They've gone the way of, you know, Davriel's Withering and all of that other stuff and have made it so that they're, edit, they're editing cards on, on the fly. They're fixing them right away. You know, Faith, Faceless Haven is now a 3-3 three, three instead of a 4-3. Everything about this card is the same, except now it's a 3-3. Three, three.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and and then other cards have gotten even bigger, you know, buffs. A Seekers Chariot, or not buffs, uh, losses. A Seekers Chariot now only makes one two, two cat creature token, but its crew cost
1: is only two. Does so that, they're not making these cards unplayable. They're just balancing them down. Does that...
0: Balance a Seeker's Chariot because you don't have two cats. Is the two cats what made this card ridiculous?
1: No, but it, it certainly made it ridiculous. Like it, it you're was... still going to go turn
0: I four think, a I Seeker's think is... Chariot, turn five Renan Seven, and then use the one cat to crew up the Chariot, make a copy of the other. Th- it's st- the gameplay with this card is still the same exact, in my opinion.
2: If you sequence those two cards together, sure. But I think Chariot just itself generated a lot of value, yeah. and they just wanted to tone it tone it down a little because bit. If you
1: kill the Chariot, you still get two Tutus for four mana, and your opponent's down a card.
0: All right, I guess if your if if your thought is all I have to do is kill the Chariot, and then they've paid four mana for a 2-2 creature, that does make a lot more sense.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because I feel like sometimes the best play was uh, Prismatic Command, where you can like kill a 2-2 and then destroy the artifact. But you're still behind it. You're still behind that's, the cat. It's a very good point.
0: I feel the same way about All Around's epiphany, though. They're All Around's epiphany has changed to: the, you only get the flyers if you foretold if you foretold the card. Are people casting this for seven a lot? That this is going to matter.
2: It was mostly for the um, galvanic iteration. So if you if it's ah. copied, you don't get yeah, the birds. Gotcha. And also the. F- the foretell cost went up by one, so instead of like blue-blue 5, is, but instead of blue-blue 4, is not blue-blue 5.
0: I did not see that part, so yeah. the foretell cost is the same as its mana cost now. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: And uh, one more thing about that. A, a few times when I've played that deck, um, on your extra turns, if you're not going to kill them yet, you draw another one. And then you would just cast it, mm-hmm. and get the birds, and get another attack phase in.
2: Yeah, and that's you do too.
1: that now. You foretell it. Your opponent's going to get a turn in between, because you can't cast it that turn.
2: Mm-hmm. Or if you do cast it that turn, you just don't get the bird, so you can't yeah. really end the game.
1: So, but I mean, the card's still going to be strong. All these cards, I oh, don't yeah. think, are getting nerfed out of Obliv- you know, into oblivion.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's because Alchemy is doing two things. One is modifying existing cards, like what we just said. Another example is uh, Luminarch Aspirant. Because currently we all know it's a, it's a 2 mana 1 1 that gets a counter before combat. It is now changing to where at the end of turn it gets a counter instead ugh, of before ugh, combat. that hurts! Which, it is a significant weakness. I mean, at the end of the turn you still have a 2-2. Two, two, or, or or an extra counter on one of your cards, which is... On the surface it sounds the same, but when you realize that you can't put the pressure on your opponent the same way that you could... It's gonna hurt. It's, That's
0: the yeah, It's not too to damaged. <laughs> yeah. It's not too damaged that second turn. It's too damaged the third turn instead.
2: Yeah. Um, another one is Goldspan Dragon. Same card, same cost, uh, but instead of because right now it's when it attacks or gets targeted, you make a treasure. They're taking away the treasure par- portion when it gets targeted, so it only makes the treasure on attack.
0: Honestly, thank God. Rich. I
2: love this change. Yeah, it, it just made it to where, like, if you want to, like, Infernal Grasp it or whatnot, they can't counter it. Yeah, they, they can't counter it. They, they can't do, you know, Negated or um, uh, Disdainful Stroke or whatnot. Yeah, uh, so. So it, it makes it a bit easier to kill. All of... And not as lucrative. Because <laughs> that's a lot of treasure mm-hmm. generated. All of these changes I love so far.
1: I think, I don't have a problem with anything so far in this. But, I mean, it's more than just this, though.
0: Yeah, the other half of this is, of course, it's not just making, it's not just changing current cards, but they're going to add new cards to this alchemy format, and these new cards are all in line with, like, the historic stuff that they put out, where, with Perpetual and these arena-only abilities. Yeah. So it looks like yep. seek conjure. It looks like every single card in this, all of these arena, all of these alchemy cards, all cannot be done in paper. They all have something about them that make it so that it is an arena card and not a paper standard card.
2: Yeah, none of these cards will exist in paper. They're they're only digital cards. So they described alchemy as being a live format as well as historic. Meaning cards can be changed. At the moment it feels like any given moment uh they could be changed. I'm sure they're gonna do it as a monthly thing and maybe like a heads up like, oh by the way, let's say on December fifteenth, they'll say you know january 1st we're we're make, we're making these changes they might even do it like when the season changes i don't changes. think it's going to be that
0: long i don't think we're going to be told on january 15th that february yeah. 1st this is going to be happen we're going to be told on Fe- february on january 15th that this is being Im- implemented on Thursday mm-hmm. yeah it's probably going to be yeah, very yeah. maybe like yeah, like two days exactly they're, they're going to give us very month. little
2: They did say once
0: a month month as well, and I don't, it comes down to, do you trust that these cards are going to be, how nerfed are some of these cards going to be? You know, we were talking in the pre-show, my my favorite card out of all of these is clearly Torolf's Disciple, two colorless and a red for a 3-3 haste. When it attacks, conjure four cards named Lightning Bolt into your library, then shuffle. So when this attacks, you're getting three lightning bolts shuffled into your deck. I love that. I love just the sound of when this attacks, you get to shuffle four lightning bolts into your deck. Sounds amazing. I love it. And then we were talking and was we said, well, what if it was um, lightning strike instead? Because they can do that. They can just decide. Yeah, if this
1: is too strong. They can 100% just change it right away.
0: Poof, now they're not lightning bolts, now they're lightning strikes, and you're like, well, this card is not nearly as good, and I've wasted my
1: cards crafting this card? But it's probably just a common, right?
0: No, it's a rare. All of these alchemy cards are either rares, mythics, or some of them are uncommons. And the way you get these alchemy cards is you buy a pack. So you're going to buy a pack of Alchemy cards. I don't know if it's going to be called Alchemy Innistrad. I think it's probably what they're going to call it. So you're going to buy an Alchemy pack and you're going to get a rare from Alchemy. You're going to get some uncommons from Alchemy. But every single one of your common cards are
2: going to be from Standard.
1: Just seems like a lot of extra wild cards are going to be needed if you want to if you wanna complete the whole set.
2: Yeah, it's, it's very... Wow, it was very craft intensive. Yeah. I think you've got to look at this set and
0: all of the alchemy sets like you look at Jumpstart. Do you have the complete collection of Jumpstart cards?
1: Uh mostly. Really? really? Yeah.
2: I do. <laughs> I'm a whale. I, 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 I spend, spend money, money so. I have to. I mean, I spend money
0: too, but there are things I just don't spend money on, and Jumpstart was one of them.
1: When I was in the hospital, I played a lot of Jumpstart.
0: Amonkhet was one of them I do not have a lot of. I don't have a lot of the sets that they added later to Historic, and that's kind of how I look at this, Mm -hmm. is one of those sets that you add later to Historic.
1: Yeah, but you're adding it to Standard 2.0. I
0: I understand that, but it's just being, like, added. I don't know. I don't expect to get anywhere close to all of these cards. I don't
2: really expect to spend that much on alchemy the potential for brewing is pretty nice in alchemy because cards are weakened not all cards are getting nerfed. some cards are getting buffed i think there's like two sagas that i think chapter three is a reduced cost yep. they, they can always buff other alchemy cards that just didn't live up to its potential and like okay well maybe if we just reduce the cost by one or give it one extra point of toughness or make it an instant instead of a sorcery, or something. They, they can alter the format at any time. But it's a, it's a new format, so everyone's going to be brewing. But it's going to be hard to brew if you can't get these mm-hmm. cards. So, I, I think they should change something about it one way or another. I just don't know well, what. We're
1: going to get a bunch of wild cards for all the adjusted cards, right?
2: No. what do you mean
1: no they're taking the cards that I spent wild cards on and they're changing them so that they're worse we don't get anything but you still
0: have the cards so because you still have them we're not going to give you anything
1: else for them okay so now they want me to spend more money on more wild cards
0: to craft more things things that they can then adjust and make worse later yes
1: it just doesn't seem nice. Yeah, fair. fair. Like
2: No. It's not.
1: I I spend money on cards on cards I need for my decks. If those cards I spent
0: car- I crafted four Torov's disciples because they're
1: shuffling lightning bolts into my library, not shocks. Yeah, if they change it to a shock or a yeah. lightning strike, then your four wild cards are gone and you 100% never would have made them if
2: it if wasn't less,
0: if it wasn't for the word cards named lightning bolt Written on this card. Correct.
2: Yep. And they can they can adjust these cards in any direction too. They can change it to lightning strike. They can change it to shock. They can shuffle two instead of four. They can just take away the haste clause from the card. We don't know what they're going to do to these cards until it's announced. So anything can happen. But my
1: historic format, that's going to be fine. That's going to be left alone.
0: Right. No, all of these cards are <laughs> going to enter Historic, so you're going to be able to use right. oh, your yeah, yeah. uh, Toralf's still... Disciple in Historic, but your Goldspan Dragon is not going to have that extra line of text. Your Seekers Chariot is going to crew for two. No, no, your no, face no. Li-
1: I don't think you understand. I, I, I'm i not talking about alchemy. I'm talking about Historic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. So you're saying... My <laughs> so, so now all my historic stuff is now basically moot also.
0: Correct. Your faceless haven in historic will now be a three three, not a four three.
1: So my Cocoa Humans list just poof now because uh Well you Luminarch can still Aspirin. run
0: you can still run Luminarch Aspirin, it'll just put the one one at your end step, not at the beginning of combat. This,
1: this just sounds painful to me.
0: It sounds painful yep. to me to have to juggle two different cards across two formats. If I should be able to ignore alchemy if I want to. I should be able to ignore the alchemy versions of cards if I want to. I should be able to just ignore that whole thing if I want to. And the only way I can do that is if I only play standard. I have to ignore historic. I have to ignore alchemy. I have to... I'm assuming historic brawl is going to have these changes into them as well.
3: Mm -hmm. So,
0: all of the fun formats are just... We can change whatever we want at any time we want, which I guess for a video game is not a terrible idea. For a video game, being able to change things on the fly is great.
2: But, I don't know, give us something for doing it. Yeah. I like the direction of the overall direction of 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 really expanding the digital platform i just wish that they wouldn't touch live cards just leave those alone because another thing that they're doing is that they're unbanning omnath let me rephrase omnath is remaining banned in standard it's getting modified to where it's going to be playable in Historic and Alchemy, and both of those versions are going to have it's going to cost five mana instead of four, so it's going to cost one more generic mana. And instead of a card draw, it's a scry. So you can play with Omnath again in Historic and Alchemy. But to me, I don't know if you want to do Tinfoil ahead time or not, but to me, it sounds like with any card that becomes overpowered or oppressive or whatever, they can skip the ban modify it not give us wild cards and say hey look the card's still there i don't there. think that's a tinfoil hat i think
0: you just hit the nail on the head man yeah
2: yeah like i want like one card for example that, that i keep i keep going back to is cauldron familiar it for a while john sacrifice was the strongest deck in historic and if there was a card to look at, I think it'll be culture familiar because it it was banned in standard at the time. Um, the play patterns are repetitive. The clicking is cumbersome, we'll say. I think Culture Familiar is a fine choice to if it had to be banned, I think that would be the card. But now they can just instead of instead of just banning it, they can just change a text on it to where like let's say it just instead of coming back into play immediately, it comes back at the end of a turn. Mm-hmm. So, instead of giving the wild cards for it, they could just modify the card and say, oh, look, here, here's the same card, even though the deck is going to function entirely different. And I don't like that thought. Uh, I don't like I, I don't like to where any card could be could be messed I've, with I've said any that time.
0: same exact thing. I don't like that they can mess with the cards and not give us anything for it. If you want... You want to adjust the card. I said it when they did the Davriel's Withering. If you want to adjust the card, I get no issues with that. Ban it first. Show that there's a problem. Fix the card and give it to us. What they did with Omnath, I think, is exactly how it should happen. The card is banned. You've given us four Mythic Rare Wild cards to make up for the four we've crafted. Now you want to fix it and re-give us the card? I'll take it.
2: Yeah, I mean, they can unban Fires of Invention. They can unban Once Upon a Time. They can unban... Um, a few other cards that are currently banned in historic because we already received compensation mm-hmm. for that. But moving forward, they
0: need to ban a card before they fix it, and that's not what they're going to do.
2: No, they're not. I wish it did. I, I, I would be totally cool if they just ban the card outright, give us compensation, and then make a new, edited version mm-hmm. of the card, give it a new name, like call it an unfamiliar, and then you know, and then this is where we can now use, and now we have the choice to either use those wild cards to receive to recraft that card or be like, mm, no thank you, I don't like this version, I'll just play mm-hmm. with something else.
1: For me, I just want to, like, Standard, I, I enjoy that they're fixing it. Um, I actually like Alchemy as a format. I think it's going to be a good format. Um, I Because Standard is kind of needs this, Almost it gets boring very quickly at standard that's why we've especially been so with, much historic
0: especially with how many games we now play on arena it used to be you would yeah. go you would go and you would play standard once a week you'd play it either you know at the kitchen table with your friends or if you wanted actual competition you'd go to like your M or maybe a tournament once a month but now you can play more games of standard in one day than you used to be able to do in an entire standard you know, season before the next set comes out.
1: Yep. For sure. Uh, and so I, I, get it. You want to adjust things to keep it fresh, keep it fun, but like historic, I think should be left alone almost, or if they want to nerf some things, that's fine. But I would like some wild card compensation for it. The new cards that are coming in. I really wish they weren't all rares and mythic rares. You know, I completely agree with that. I, I wish they were all yeah. one level lower. So like the mythic rares bring them down to just a rare, the rares uncommon because some of these cards aren't rare worthy. Like you you are 100% correct. I don't think yeah, there's two... angler. Two in a blue for a 1/4. Whenever an, oh, well, that's whenever an island enters the battlefield. Okay, never mind. That's, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> now that I actually no. read the card, <laughs> maybe. There uh,
2: there are two problems that I have with that immediately that I actually never really thought about before. One, we are not drafting these cards. So the f- the frequency of us getting these really don't matter in that sense. Like, uh, an uncommon, a rare, or a mythic, it doesn't matter.
1: Right, exactly.
2: So I I don't know yeah I don't know why they couldn't like it visually if there's a strong card that is a common it might look out of place but I, I I don't think I don't see why we just can't get these at a higher rate especially if we can't acquire these cards in in a, in a paper format money like they they already have, yeah they 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 already. I mean, arena cards don't have value, but I feel like these cards have even less value because it is impossible to acquire in paper. So I I don't and know why they're playable in less places. they all,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. You know, it... I mean, unless they got some big brain stuff in the future, like another alchemy thing, like a year or two down the road or something. I don't know. It, it it's weird. I agree. The, the rarities, the rarities don't make, sense. make no sense. Some of these cards don't make sense
0: to me. Some of these straight cards I've read every word of and still don't know why it does what it does. Unexpected <laughs> conversation. Two colorless, one blue for a sorcery. Uh-huh. Draw two cards. Then you may exile an instant of sorcery from your hand. If you do, search your hand and library for any number of cards with the same name, exile them, then shuffle. Seek an instant of sorcery card. For each card exiled from your hand this way. That is a lot of words there that don't mean anything. If you do search your hand in library for any number of cards with the same name and exile them, then shuffle them. Why? Why are you exiling cards from your deck?
2: You don't get anything back for that. The only thing I can think of, which I think is a green card that has a very similar text to that, is that for, for the blue card, let, let's say you're up against a very creature heavy deck and you're like you know what all these negates are kind of useless let me get rid of them that's the only thing i could think of like if you if if negate is a dead draw then you can essentially take it out of your deck at in that moment the green one i th- you know it's kind of similar i think you could like search for creature card and you'd be like you know what i have enough mana i don't need my line war elves anymore that, that, that's the only thing i could think of and, and how much is that really going to affect your draws? I mean, it is, because the numbers are there, but... Is,
0: uh, is there going to be one of these for odd. each color? The green one does say, if when a, when Grizzled Huntsmaster enters the battlefield, you may exile a creature card from your hand. If you do, search your hand and library for any number of cards with the same name and exile them. Choose a creature card you own from outside the game. Conjure a duplicate of that card to your hand for each card exiled from your hand
1: this way. see that one makes a little more sense.
0: You're only getting, you're swapping a creature from your hand with another creature. That makes sense. Why do you need to search out four copies from your deck? It makes, what you said, sure, absolutely. Let's get rid of Lana Elves or Negates in a matchup where it doesn't work.
1: So what? (laughs) Because then you're you're trading a (laughs) Lanowar Elves for, you know, a Crater Hoof Behemoth.
0: Sure, trading a Llanowar Elf for a Craterhouth Behemoth, but what's the point of trading the other three Llanowar Elves in
1: your deck? Because that way you don't have to draw them anymore.
2: Mate, maybe you really can beat a Mellon, Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> 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 yeah. They, some of them make, don't make
0: any sense, and then other ones I think are great, and I'm surprised it's taken this long for these cards to be printed. Patient Zero. A oh, colorless and zero. a black. Yep. Creature Zombie. 2-2 Lifelink. Damage isn't removed from Creature's your opponent's control during cleanup steps. That sounds fun. That's it amazing. really does. And that is something that they won't print in paper, but you could.
1: No, you couldn't. Why not? You, You'd you never be able to the, remember. The, it's got a memory the, issue. Yeah.
2: Y, y, there's a memory issue, but you can solve that. I already have memory issues, so I don't need any more complications. <laughs> and there's, there's another one. I don't know what it's called, but it's like it's pretty, essentially a wanted poster. It's a, it's a white artifact or a white enchantment. Slayer's Bounty. That yeah, player's bounty. If you have the if you have the card you can read it
0: Yeah, when it enters the battlefield, it's a legendary clue for one white mana. When it enters the battlefield, look at the creature cards in target opponent's hand. When you sacrifice Slayer's Bounty or another clue, draft a card from Slayer's Bounty Spellbook, Tap two, Sack It, Draw Card.
2: Yeah, that part that part of the digital aspect I really enjoy because of stuff that you cannot do just with two players. Because if 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 your opponent has five cards in hand and you reveal two, how do you know that they're not hiding a third? Correct. You would have to get a third person involved, mm-hmm. you know, who's not in the game. Say, okay, now they only have three creatures, and here they are. Mm-hmm. And there are other things like the perpetuate. Uh, th- there's a blue counter spell that, like, all their instants and sorceries cards in your hand or whatnot cost one less. Yep. That that record keeping is also pretty much impossible without revealing the hand mm-hmm. at some point. So. I in that direction I really enjoyed a digital aspect and the digital only cards can be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: I, I completely agree. agree. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm excited to play these
0: cards. Yeah. I'm excited to play some too, but others just don't make any sense. Like I don't know why you're exiling cards from your deck, really.
3: <laughs>
0: Meddling Mage is a powerful <laughs> card. <laughs> no, I don't but know. I like the I like the things where it says, you know, draft a card from its spell book. That's a cool idea. That's a cool concept that you could finagle in paper. You could kind of finagle it, but it would literally require you to have all of the cards in their spellbook, make a little spellbook for them, shuffle them, go, alright, these are the ones I'm taking, I'm putting this one in my hand, and you know,
2: it's possible, but
0: practical?
2: No, not at all.
0: Not practical whatsoever.
2: Draft is is the... It's not like a regular paper draft that you do, but... Everything that you draft is from a spellbook, and a spellbook is a predefined set of cards pertaining to the card that it is coming from. To where I, th- I think most spellbooks are 15 cards. So it sounds like a regular booster pack, and I think you are, three of them are chosen at random, and you pick one of those three.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know of some people who are putting together cubes, paper cubes, and adding these cards to their paper cubes.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds difficult
0: but it like i said it's not yeah. practical but you can add in for instance key to the archive if you know all the cards from the spell book put the spell book together have it aside so whoever drafts that card has access to that spell book as well
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know i'm sure the seek stuff and the you know um let's see what else could you not actually do in paper there's like some like seeking you couldn't actually do perpetual you probably couldn't do Unless you're revealing specific cards is also very, very difficult Mm -hmm. revealing specific cards. But I'm sure like this lifelink, when it enters the battlefield or attacks, choose a card in your hand to perpetually gains lifelink. If you're doing a cube and your cube is already pre-sleeved, you can go, all right, this is the card that's gaining lifelink. I'm going to put this little piece of paper between the card and the sleeve to show that this is the one I'm giving lifelink. You guys can all see that on that. So, again, you, it is possible to do, maybe not practical.
1: Yeah, what if you didn't have a creature in your hand?
0: Then yeah. you go, I'm going to put this, this is going to gain, it doesn't say a creature, it says choose a yeah, card you can, in your hand to perpetually gain life. You can life. give Lightning Bolt life, life link and it'll still... Oh, really? I don't function. know if you'll gain life from it, but it says, you. it says does not say creature, it says I choose a do. card.
2: Huh, interesting, okay. I think, I think life link works on sorceries, because wasn't there like two other effects that did that before? There was, I know there was, like, a legendary creature, Wide Red, from Dominaria. Oh, soul... Yes,
1: that was the... Uh,
2: the Minotaur something. Sunspeaker. Yeah, the Biobox Promo. Moon shaper. I'm, yeah, I'm just making up names no, right fire now. Fire, song Firesong and
0: Sunspeaker was the name of the card. Hey, there you go! <laughs> and it does say, red instance and sorcery spells you control have lifelink, so there has been precedent where you can give instance and sorceries lifelink. So, you're right. You could use this to give... Other stuff life, like I really like that actually. Turn <laughs> turn one of my twelve lightning bolts I've added into my deck you know, into lightning a, lightning <laughs> a lightning helix yeah! for one mana. That's awesome. Sick. Big brain play. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Us. That's really cool being able and that's a mythic. That's a mythic right yeah. there. That's oh,
1: of course. Good luck. Good luck doing that
0: then. Yeah, right? Uh I don't want to throw another, you know, couple hundred dollars into Arena just for this. But I don't see any other way to play it without doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so that means we move on to deck lists this week. Um, Nate, how'd you do this week? how don't know. I did pretty good,
0: actually. I uh, I ended up getting some decks from a couple different places, ended up playing, ended up playing your Turbo Fog deck for a bit. Enjoyed that. Ended up finding a Croxa Field deck with Field with Lotus Field and um, what's the name of the card? Stifle?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've been seeing a lot of that out there.
0: So uh, turn one, I played a blue mana. Turn two, I played my um, Lotus Field and had to sack both my lands. And I'm like, why didn't you let me stifle this? Oh, I'd have to go full control to stifle that? <laughs> yes, and immediately do. scooped the first game I played. Oops. Yeah, yeah, immediately scooped and then played three more game four more games with the deck and won only one of them. So that did not work for me whatsoever. Huh. But I did find a very good, well-working deck in Orzoth. It's I don't even know what to call it. Like Vampires, like one ones. It's a really fun deck. Um this runs one of that Dread Fugue. that's how you pronounce that. One black mana, target player reveals their hand, you can choose a non-land card from it with mana value two or less, that player discards that card. If you kicked it, I mean, I'm sorry, if you paid its cleave cost, it doesn't have to be a card with two mana value, two or less. Um, Two Intrepid Adversary, four Luminarch Aspirant, three Meat Hook Massacre, two Valky God of Lies, which I've actually won the game with the backside of Valky with this deck. Enjoyed the hell. Hell out of that. Four Vanishing Verse, which is an amazing card. Two Redane. Four Wedding Announcement. This card is the ultra VIP of this deck. Love this card so much. Gives you one ones every turn, and then after three turns, it flips into a Glorious Anthem.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: One Hagramalling. Two of, I'm going to mispronounce this. Tell me how to pronounce this right. Henrika Damathri. Sure. I need to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Flying at the beginning of combat on your turn. Choose one that hasn't been chosen. Each player sacks a creature. You draw a card and lose a life or transform them. And then the backsides is the 3-4 Flying, Death Touch, Life Link. Pay one black, black each creature you control with Flying, Death Touch, and or Life Link. Gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn.
2: Yeah, Henrika sounds fine. Yeah, Henrika. Henrika, Dom Dom Nathy. Um, Runs two Soarin' the Mirthless. Three Edgar Charmed Groom,
0: two Lulth Spider Queen, and one Emer- Emerus Call, and then a bunch of dual lands, including some that produce red mana to help cast the backside of Valky. So is
1: this a standard deck? Yeah. Standard,
0: yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, 100% standard. I've played this deck. I've played 25 games. I've gone 18 and 7 with this deck. Ooh, nice. 72% win Game. rate. On the play, I have a 72% win rate. On the draw, 71% win rate. Ooh,
1: nice.
0: So, yeah, I could not play another game with this deck because the win rate was 72, 72, 71. If I played one more game,
2: that would have ruined that. And I'm like, all right, so I can't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 25 is a good sample size. Yeah, it
0: was great. I. The first game first game I played with the deck I lost, then I went two, then I went four two, then I went 3-0, then I went two one, then I went seven and three. Loving this deck, just going straight up. Um like I said, that wedding announcement, here's a one-one, here's a one-one, here's three two twos now. You know, you could use those as blockers early. Um Lolf is great with wedding announcement wedding announcements giving everything plus one plus one your lolth now you have three twos Mm -hmm. which is amazing Sorin is great being able to drop down your two three black vampire creature like you said sometimes he's just two two three black flyers sometimes you just minus him twice to get those especially with an Edgar out because Edgar will pump the those tokens Edgar unfortunately doesn't pump the wedding announcement tokens (laughs) The wedding announcement doesn't invite vampires, it invites humans.
1: Yeah, for food.
0: (laughs) I want vampires so it can get pumped, but whatever. (laughs) Many games have just been won off of just drawing a removal spell at the right time. Just having the right removal spell at the right time. The Intrepid Adversary is a great pump spell as well. This is all about just putting out a bunch of little 1-1s and swinging in with them. And this deck does it really
1: well. Uh, Question. Um... Yeah. When, uh, this has no cards that are going to be nerfed, right? These are all normal cards, so when alchemy comes around... This be- is
0: no, I have no, no. Every single one of these cards have the ability to be nerfed any second in alchemy. Well, not
1: until next month. So you have a month to play this.
0: If I wanted to move this over to the alchemy queue, this would play exactly the same in yeah. standard as it would in alchemy. No, that's not true. Luminarch Aspirin.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah yeah. Yep,
1: I didn't remember you saying that, but okay.
0: Yeah, Luminarch Aspirant's in this, so that'll get nerfed in that. That being said, this deck does not survive off of those 1-1 counters at all. Okay. It obviously helps. You know how good this card is. They're nerfing it, that's how good it is. Mm -hmm. But very, very rarely is it these plus 1, plus 1 counters that win it for me. It's wedding announcement pumping my whole team while giving me three creatures over the past three turns. It's, you know, the lolf being in play. It's it's when they board wipe and kill Edgar, and then Edgar flips and starts making me actual vampires. And then when Edgar comes back, they're all a decent size. Especially if you've had a wedding announcement out. those He's pumping out two twos already, and then when he comes out, they're all three threes. Like I said, I have dropped I dropped, um, Valky, plus 2'd, plus 2'd, minus 8, and just had so many cards available for me to cast.
2: <laughs> that sounds disgusting. And my
0: opponent kept playing. They like kept playing until I actually killed them. It was so much fun. <laughs> this deck is a lot of fun. That's why I keep playing it. Not just because I'm winning with it, but the Mono White, I'm 5-1 against Mono White. Mono black. I'm four and zero oh against mono black. I've lost against the is it deck twice, and I've lost against green white once. And mono green was my other was another loss. But for the most part, I'm doing really good against most decks. Nice, nice. All right, Tony, your turn.
1: Okay, um, so I have been playing the exact same decks that I have for the past few weeks because <laughs> they're good and they make you been. mythic <laughs> uh, i'm not mythic yet i uh just hit diamond um six days into the format so that was i was pretty happy with that um, and this
0: buy deck got me to plat 2 so i'm happy so far
1: yeah I, I've, I've been playing a lot though over the past like week or two how many mm-hmm. games i mean just from my computer i played uh that's not the right stuff i'm up to 109 games so far yeah i've got 82. But I've been playing on my phone too, like in bed mm-hmm. So it's probably a little bit more than that uh, But I've been playing just the same decks uh, My colorless black deck Is 57% win rate The humans is down to a 52% win rate Still above 50% though, which is what I'm happy mm-hmm. about The turbofog deck is still at 62% So, you know, things are going good Goblins hasn't been good for me
0: Paltesca's Goblins is not a good deck Yeah, but not anymore. it's
1: fun And quick like the, the thing, I it's like a quick combos.
0: deck. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, it either wins or it doesn't in like four or five turns. Mm-hmm. Unlike the TurboFog deck, which,
0: which takes forever. Yeah, I've been playing that deck too. Some of the sometimes those games take so long.
1: And that's when you play a twenty-minute game, you know, one game, and then you lose. It's like mm-hmm. just, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's very frustrating for sure what's the win
2: con on that is it just like an ultimate ultimate teferi or something
1: ultimate teferi is one cool. of the major win cons and um it's got a hydroid it's crisis in it it's got um all runs epiphanies it's Praising got Barbers. one
0: hydroid crisis in it the win con is teferi yes oh, That that's that's a grind
1: it is but it but wins that is a grind but it
0: wins so good though Especially when they go, oh, you just played a Teferi, I'm attacking, and you're like, Fog. (laughs) I did five Fogs in a row, and my opponent niced every single
1: one of them. Every Fog I played, they just went nice to, it was awesome. So, I've already talked about all these decks. There's no reason for me to talk about them again. If you want to listen to them, previous episodes, you can go listen to them. There are a lot of great decks. But we did have the Innistrad Set Championships recently. Ah, so I figure we can go over some of these deck lists and uh, talk about them.
2: Sure. Yeah, There's a lot of fresh net decks to grab from that. Yes, for sure. <laughs>
1: um, this is just the top eight list that I have right here. Um, I don't know if you guys happen to have the same list up. Um, I'm, I'm
0: looking for it. I I've honestly haven't looked at these.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, like... I'm going to kill these people's names. Uh, Yo... <laughs>
0: You mean you're going to kill the entire Japanese team that won the uh, yes. the thing? You're going to yes. butcher all of their names?
1: I'm just going to say Yo, because it's his first name. Uh, he was on Jeskai Creativity. Uh, it's got three Semiz- Sarah's Emissary, three Music Mastery, four Indomitable Creativity, three Anger of the Gods, two Expressive Iteration, four Hard Evidence. If you don't know what that card is, it makes an 0-3 Crab. And investigate for one mana.
2: Oh, is it Creativity? <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, Jeskai Creativity.
2: Jeskai. Oh, yeah.
1: It's also got four Magma Opus, three Unexpected Windfall, three Prismari Command, one Justice Strike, two Fire Prophecy, three Spike Field Hazard, one Pact of Indigation, and a bunch of lands. Um, I've gone up against this deck quite a bit, and mm-hmm. it, it's strong. When Sarah's Emissary comes out, if you are playing a creature deck, forget it. And if you don't have an answer to Sarah's Emissary right away, You're dead in three turns. Mm -hmm. So, like, and they could use the indomitable creativity. Turn three, turn four. Yeah, probably turn three with a magma opus. So yeah, yeah, it's really strong, really good. Um, It's got the anger of the gods for any of the small creature decks, elves and humans and stuff like that. I, I like this deck. I don't like
0: playing this deck, nor do I like playing against this deck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never actually played with the deck.
0: I haven't played with Indomitable Creativity, but I've played with Sarah's Emissary as the win con, and I have found that I'm not lucky enough to be able to name creature and then have my opponent only have creature stuff. <laughs> Every single time it's like, I'll play creature, and they'll be like, all right, I'll just exile it, and now you're dead by my creatures anyway. Mm,
2: yeah. The other version of this deck skips the white, so it's just is a creativity, and then runs the combo of uh, the Locust God and Sage of the Falls, yeah. mm-hmm. I think is the name of the card, For infinite which is an infinite combo in itself. Yeah. So it just makes a bunch of hasty 1 1 flying Locust creatures or insects or whatever and it just wins like that Mm -hmm. that's the version that i grabbed from from uh online messing around with a little bit i just know i need to get a a lot more aggressive because this is a combo deck Mm -hmm. creativity is a combo deck i just need to get a lot more aggressive with mulliganing for the right cards
1: i am bad with mulliganing like i do not like to mulligan at all and (laughs) it's the exact opposite hell mulligan a great hand thinking he can get a better hand <laughs> listen i will mulligan a hand trying to find a better hand i won't mulligan a great hand remind me we have to talk about the store championship too at the end of the podcast
0: no we don't we oh, can yes, just we skip do. right past Onik, that
1: can you remind me because there was sure there was a great matchup and i'm gonna forget
0: yeah, no. This, none of the store champions. I have full edit powers. None of the store championships chefs going to make it into the final podcast,
1: Tony.
2: No. Oh, I, th- I, I think I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely bring it up. <laughs> All right,
1: uh, next deck on the list is um is it is an is it Phoenix deck by Simon. Is it a Phoenix deck? It, is it? Is it? It is. <laughs> It is? It is. It is, is it? Um, this one has uh, two Ox of Agonis, four Arclight Phoenix, four Dragon's Rage Channeler, four Delver of Secrets, four Expressive Iteration, two Finale of Promise, a Shatter Skull Smashing, four Faithless Looting, two Pillar of Flame, four Consider, four Opt, four Unholy Heat, one Fading Hope, and a Bunch of Lands. Uh, this deck is everywhere on the ladder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: This was piloted by uh, Simon Gertzen, yes. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll just you have a Onique in say road. everyone's
1: names, okay, Tony? Look, I said Simon. I'm not going to mess oh. up their last name. I know how to
0: read yeah, the no, words. No, like, I, <laughs> like I said, we'll just have Onique say everyone's name instead of us, so if it gets messed sure.
2: up, blame we'll just
1: Monique, that's well, all. You notice I didn't say his last that's name, fair. I just
2: said <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs>
3: Ow, you're hurting me! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> laughing like this hurts. Stop. You, you should go to the hospital after this podcast.
0: I'm going to the doctors. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I mean, you see this deck literally everywhere. Um, everywhere on the ladder. It, it's a it's a strong deck. Hmm. Left uh, left unchallenged, it just crushes.
2: Um, did you mention it had the um, what is it? Blue blue red red Drake in there?
1: It does not have that. In this one. yeah, Crackling Drake not is in, in the sideboard. Side
2: Crackling Drake. Yeah. yeah, okay, so it's in aside. It is yeah in the Because yep. initially I was like surprised at how the stack performs so well because it's pretty vulnerable to uh, graveyard removal. But Crackling Drake does not care about that because it also checks in exile. Gra- for exile for Sorcerer's Instance so it retains its strength that way. Mm-hmm. Gets around Fatal Push. well Not around, but it's uh, it resilient to Fatal Push. Brazilian um, to or, or, or avoids um, inquisition so yeah it's it's a strong it's a strong deck choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: for sure um, next one is the uh, Selesnia humans list basically the same one that i've been playing uh it's slightly different because uh, it's got the cocos like i do it's got brutal cathars adeline Ranger captain of eos this one has Hamlet vanguard which i don't have in my deck
2: but I'm thinking maybe I should. It's huge.
1: It yeah, is that can a, get big. Yeah, it really can. Um, I
2: think it's the only green creature, right? Yes, it yeah. is the
1: only green creature. Um, I didn't realize how good this card was until the store championship. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't actually played against it. Um, it's got Luminarch Aspirants, which again is going to get nerfed. Uh, Thalia, Thalia's Lieutenant, Esper Sentinels. This one also has Ollenbach Escort, Ollie e as we've been calling him. <laughs> I don't have that in my deck, but maybe it's good. I, I don't know. Uh giant killer and a 3 inspector. But this deck, I mean, when I'm playing my version of it, it's 52% win rate, so mm-hmm. it's a solid deck still.
0: And clearly dead good enough to get top eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a good player too. Christian Hawk, probably killing that last name too.
2: Uh, it's five letters. H A U C K. Hawk.
1: Hawk. Hawk. Maybe.
2: Uh, Listen,
0: I've pronounced five-letter names wrong before. Okay, Onik.
2: <laughs> yeah, like mine. For exactly. Example. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: there's also a Golgari food list uh, by Yuki Ichikawa. I got that name. That down, that down. one you did right. Yep. Uh-huh. That one's um, basically the same deck that onik was talking about earlier the Golgari food with the cauldron familiars gilded goose shambling gas ravenous squirrels um when i played this deck i loved ravenous squirrel i know i know i, know I, I love squirrels.
0: hearing i love hearing you say you love squirrels so <laughs> i absolutely remembered that
1: yep yep um it's got four deadly dispute four fatal push a village rights uh, for witches oven two soul guide lantern uh trail of crumbs and a meat and meat hook maskers
2: this is a uh, Lurist deck, which it took me a while to even realize that, because well, everything's under two, under two, two or two and up, two and yep. less.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of surprising that it is, like, because <laughs> it's um, very powerful. Yeah, because all these cards are like stupid powerful. Yeah.
0: Meat Hook Massacre is technically under two, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's yeah, because I, I I was staring at that and I'm like, well, nah, I guess this this CMC or mana value is is two you just want to put a higher value for x but you mm-hmm. just lures doesn't care yeah. x is 0 and but the, yeah but this is the mistaken, one that won the whole Innistrad championship
0: this deck was run by that entire japanese team that made the top 8 mm-hmm. so there's yeah, four copies they're... of this deck in the top 8
2: yeah five japanese players made top 8 four of which tested together uh and three of them registered the exact same 75 golgari food
1: and it won, so... Yeah, they
0: were, they, they so the testing right. was pretty great. But how crazy is it that it put... F- that four people tested out one deck and all four of those players made the top eight? That's nuts. It is nuts. It
1: is absolutely I mean, nuts.
2: I, more players tested it, but the four Japanese that made top eight, and five total, excluding um, Yuta Takahashi, who won the world last time, yep. uh, he was not on the testing team for... Um, Reasons I don't know. Uh-huh. The four that tested together, three of them registered. Other players still tested as deck; they just weren't in that testing uh-huh. group.
0: But that's that's still crazy that that, that yeah. put that many players one team put that many players in the top eight is crazy. It's unheard of in the past, you know, few years at least.
2: It has the second highest win rate out of all decks that uh, competed. Crazy for, in in the historic side.
0: And then the other decks on here are all either "Is it Phoenix" or this other Golgari Food deck again.
1: Yep. So, uh, I think we know the best decks to play if we want to go play Historic. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Um, and if we look
0: through this "Is it" deck, not getting any changes.
1: Which one? The uh... the Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: None of the char- cards are changing from you know their alchemy. Same thing with the Golgari food list. None of this is changing because of alchemy. Whether it should or shouldn't. So
1: these decks are all going to be here. I'm going to play that Golgari food deck. I really like that deck. I
0: I have every card for this deck, so... I'll at least give it a good old try. I think if I Um, wanted to do the uh, Jeskai creativity deck, I'd have to craft some of the creativities, but...
2: I'm definitely going to try the... uh, I guess the updated reckless Arcanist list... That was the actually the highest win rate out of all decks with uh, fifty nine point seven percent. Wow. It didn't make into it didn't make it into the top eight. Um, but I think that's the one that Luis Car Vargas tested, reduke uh, Reduke registered it. There's a few guys mm-hmm. who put that in there. And Reckless Arcanus has been my pet deck for over a year. It's always been around. I've loved that deck, but it took it in a new a new direction, anticipating high graveyard hate. So I'm going to take a new version now for a spin uh, later this week for sure. Sounds it good. It ditches the Lurus plan.
0: Yeah, I'm looking oh, at gosh, that shoot. list right now. It's running Soren the Mirthless and Chandra Torch of Defiance in it now, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: That's yeah. crazy. It's lo- a lot less reliant on the graveyard and can still just have high uh, high performance. Like If the graver is dealt with, it's like, okay, well, I can still punch you in the face otherwise. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. Um,
1: So, Nate, I don't even need Onique to remind me So we need to uh,
2: wrap up
0: this podcast now real quick. So uh, you can find the Filthy Netdeckers on all social media.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) So uh, we had our store championship uh, this past week. We did. And um, this is the store that I helped run all the Magic events for. And I have been looking forward to this event since I heard about it. Like, I thought we were going to get cards that actually said... Toy Soldier Store Champion, but we're not a premium store, so that didn't happen. As we talked about,
0: bow, bow. yeah,
1: I know. But you still, are a the store champion, and you get a cool worm coil engine. Everybody who shows up gets a collected company that's worth like forty bucks. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. So it's um, more than the, I
0: paid to enter the tournament.
1: Yes. Yeah, we did a we did a sealed <laughs> event. Uh, we with, did sealed, and I love sealed. It was fun. Yeah, we had Crimson Vale uh, pre-release kits left over, so we're like, hey, mm-hmm. let's do that. Um, I had two people show up to it and tell the girl working by the counter, I don't care if I win this, I just want to make sure Tony does not win this.
0: <laughs> I was one of
1: those two people. <laughs> Nate was one. Wow. He drove, what, a half hour out of your way to come Wait, down to my 40, store? 45, 50 minutes, easy. Yep, just to come to my store to beat me. Um, and Miles, friend of the podcast also drove about that far to come all the way down there just to make mm-hmm. sure I didn't win.
0: And both me and miles actually got to play you, which yes. is the funny part <laughs> that the two of us said we wanted to beat you. And we were both your first two opponents.
1: Yeah. We also had uh, Matt Proctor was there. Uh, Lee um, who's at every commander event that we run. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan was there. He listens to the podcast too. Um, and Luke that I was talking about earlier, actually, Nope. Yep. Um, so when I opened my pool, uh, I looked at it, and I had two overcharged amalgams, and the white cemetery creature, I don't remember what that card's called, cemetery, whatever, His mm-hmm. ex- flash, exile something, and whenever you play one of those, you get a 1-1 creature. And I had another, oh, the one white, white, 4-4, flying vigilance, Defender creature.
0: Yeah, that thing was disgusting. That
1: thing was awesome. Once it, once it got enough counters, it could attack. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I should go white blue, but blue is the worst color in Crimson Bow. So I'm like, I'd rather not. Let me look through all the black stuff. I had like two playable black cards. I'm like, okay, black's done. I'm like, red. Look through. I've got like three playable red cards. I'm like, ugh, nope. My green was just meh. I'm like, I guess I'll play white-blue. So I, I able was able to fashion a uh, Azorius Flyers deck. But the problem was, it had no curve. It had <laughs> a one-drop, two two-drops, I don't know, 14 three-drops.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he was playing mono three-drop the deck, yes. Yeah. Mono three. <laughs> but they were all good three-drops,
1: like... I'm like, okay, I can't do anything till turn 3 and then I can't do anything extra till turn 6, where I played two, two spells. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I played Miles first round and um, beat him pre- uh, it was a pretty close match, game 1. Game 2 wasn't even close, he destroyed me. And then uh, game 3, I think he got stuck on two lands and yeah. I was able to beat him down. And um, then
0: he was, uh, he was so upset that he left without his collected company. Yep, he just took off.
1: Like, <laughs> no, Miles, come back! Like,
0: wait, really? Yes. Literally, he left without getting oh. his collected company.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating to lose to me, first of all, and then it's especially when you only get two lands that last game.
0: And once you lose,
1: you've,
0: you're not going to win anything. It's either first place or last. That's it. That's yeah. all
1: this tournament was. Yeah, we we didn't have uh, eight. Pe- uh, we only got seven people to show up.
0: So everyone mm-hmm. everyone got a collected company and then everyone got a couple of arbor elves. I got a full play set of store champion arbor elves. Yep. Nice. Yep.
1: So I I like yes, I won round 1. And Nate, how did your round 1 go?
0: My round 1 was great. I got there and I'm like, I am hungry. Uh we've got seven players. I hope I have the buy round 1. I got the buy round 1. My opponent was a Kelzone and I annihilated that Kelzone. <laughs> So
1: two zero mean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we know um, we have a chance to get paired against each other, or you can get paired against someone else, and then we meet in the finals. Mm-hmm. But of course, we get paired up round. Nope. Yep. Round two. Yep. Um.
0: Did I, I like how Tony keeps on going as if this is actually going to make the final podcast, and I'm oh, not just going to edit gonna... right to the end. <laughs>
3: <It's fine. laughs>
1: Whatever, Tony. This can be like the after-show stuff. If that's what
0: you want. <laughs> no, no one's going to hear stuff. this at all. No, no one's going to listen to me lose.
1: No. <laughs> um, I don't remember exactly how this went. Did I win game one?
0: You won. You won game one. I won game two, and then game three. Just it was a game two was at. Game one was a fight. There was one of them that was a fight. And then I lost game one. I'm like, I might be able to pull something off. I did Alchemist's Gambit, took my extra turn, and lost at the end of that extra turn. Yep. But Ooh. if I had said go, Tony was going to kill me that turn anyway.
1: Yeah, you needed mm-hmm. to do it.
0: Yeah, and then the second game I ended up, you were mana screwed?
1: Probably. And oh. I managed
0: and I managed to like trample over you pretty quickly.
1: I was mana screwed. I I was stuck on two, and as you know, my deck can't do anything with two land. Yeah, and it actually took you a little while. It was like it did because you had five or six lands in play before you were finally going. But at that point, Mm -hmm. it was too late. Yeah,
0: and then the third game started that same exact way, where Tony was like just stuck on two mana for a little bit. Then he managed to just get three, then four, then five, then six, and was casting two spells a turn. And completely overran me. He managed to drop that four-four flyer, defender vigilance, and four turns later, it can start attacking your face, and I couldn't get through that.
1: Yeah.
0: So, hey, and then I'm when two-oh. when Sweet. that game was all over with, again, I was like, "There's no point in sitting here playing another game. I'm just gonna go home and see my wife before she goes to work."
1: Makes sense. See, that's all I was doing. I was just thinking of Danny. I'm just like, let me beat him so bad, so quickly. He can go see his wife for a little bit, you know? Always thinking of your wife.
0: And then the third round, Tony. This is the part I haven't heard yet. So what happens in your third round?
1: Okay, so I played against Luke. Uh, This is his first sealed event he's ever played in. And he already went 2-0? That's awesome. And he went 2-0 against uh, Proctor and and Lee, who's uh, probably... I mean, he's right up there with the best players there. I mean, he's
0: got at least had one good opponent i know proctor isn't that good
1: <laughs> dissing
0: on proctor love you dude
1: <laughs> so uh um i was kind of nervous because i know he he took down lee so i'm like he must have a good i expected to play uh play against lee in the finals mm-hmm. um but it wasn't even close like it was i just beat him down every time yeah. he uh played a big spell i had a cigar to his imprisonment for it mm-hmm. and then just attacked with flyers it was it was honestly the easiest match of the day.
0: By the time oh, I fun. got home, I'd got I had a Rude. picture sent
2: to me with him <laughs>
0: holding up his worm coil engine and a big grin on his face.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I saw that picture too.
1: Of course, of course.
2: And you know,
0: I I said if I don't win this, Tony better.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, and I'm the store champion, of course. Yeah, yeah, cool. Wasn't Just give out. me more stuff to edit out of the podcast. That's fine, Tony. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last.
2: <laughs> in this case yeah correct if the, wasn't it, in was, this case if wasn't not it first, kind of your last yes with you and um, the, the other guy pretty much coming out just to beat you isn't that pretty much what your beginner tips was about like whatever happened last time, you know, don't take it into the next game. And it's exactly what they try to do, and maybe that's why they lost. It could be. It could
3: be
0: the... It's
2: not so, that was circling wasn't last back to beginner game. tips.
0: That was last like 8 years of knowing Tony, okay? Well, that's why you lost. <laughs> that was this was when was the last time they had a store championship, Tony?
1: Pre-pandemic for sure. And did you win that store championship, Tony? I pretty much always won the store championship.
0: And why is that, Tony?
1: Because nobody shows up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we Um, showed up just to make sure someone was going to show up and beat Tony.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like.
2: That makes sense. Normally we get like
1: (laughs) four to five people, sometimes a little bit more, um, because we play standard or, you know, something like that. And we just don't have a standard crowd in our store.
2: Modern pioneer.
1: Commander. Pretty much, Command- Okay, Commander. Commander. We had uh, 12 people show up to Commander this week. And that's just, you know, five bucks, come down and just play with people for a few hours.
0: And if they do a midnight pre-release, they'll get about 16, 20 people for the midnight pre-release. If they don't do a midnight pre-release, they sell no pre-release kits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the midnight one is the only <laughs> one that really flies. That's all the cool people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, you can find the Filthy NetTickers podcast on all social medias. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are everywhere you want to be. You can. F- TikTok? <laughs> 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 so you know he
2: listens to I had to, to, to say okay? that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Valid
1: point. <laughs> um, so, uh, last week we asked you to uh, tweet at um, Darth Heretic so that way he can. Finally realized how many fans he has. Um, Nate, how many tweets did you get last week? Not, not a single one, Tony. Wow. Yeah, look, like I sent you pictures of all the different messages I got. Um, oh, did I... you?
2: I didn't get any of those. You should tweet a picture of yourself as a store champion to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
1: love it. Gonna What's going to be funny is I'll leave
0: in that part, but not any part of the store champion.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sent you the one from Procter. <laughs> the one that he said that this was his number one podcast. He listened to all year on Spotify. That was
0: was that, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess that was within the last one, huh?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can, you can send me all your favorite messages um, about how I'm your favorite podcaster and anyone else is just, you know, second tier. <laughs> uh, I'm at MTG underscore Tony. Onik doesn't have a Twitter yet, but he says he's going to, uh, he says his first thing he's going to do is tweet at Darth heretic. <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh. so someone feels the love. My tweet just pops up right now. That's what he's <laughs> doing. Uh, you can uh watch Darth Heretic stream on Twitch at Darth Heretic MTG. Um of course our Patreon. We can't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash filthy net Alright,
0: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna refresh. Do we have anyone new? Refresh right now. Zero patrons, sorry. Oh, I tried. Oh, okay. Soon.
1: Uh, feel free to share your deck deck lists with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And I think that's it. Wait, before, one more thing.
0: Okay, Thank you one more time to Onique for waking up nice and early and staying with us this whole cast. Of course. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's it's fun. It's fun hanging out with you guys. Good.
0: We like that. That's what I like to hear.
3: Thank
0: you very much. And with
1: that. That's it. We're done. bye. 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 (laughs)